0: Hello and thank you for listening to the I Brew My Own Coffee podcast. We are the podcast for people who care about coffee. I am your host, Brian Bikey. This is episode 56 and joining me, as always, my co-host, the man who unfortunately cannot order chocolate during the
1: summertime, Brian Sheely. It is going to be 120 degrees on Tuesday. (laughs) It's insane. I don't even know... Why do I even do this to myself? I've lived here all my life, and never once has it occurred to me, like, maybe I should move somewhere that isn't the surface of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm, well, I'm really busy. We've
0: got new cafes and stuff opening, and uh got back from Panama, and working on other trips, so
1: been busy. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, I think an episode dedicated to talking about Panama is in order. Yeah, that'd be really fun. <laughs> it was cool. I saw uh, a lot of your stories and, um, you know, some of the stories of the people that you traveled with and, uh, looks like you got a chance to see a lot of interesting stuff while you were over there. So, uh, yeah, we got to get to a lot, several farms
0: and just kind of hang out and kick it. It was a little bit of the best of Panama cupping. So that was great. But uh, we were there with Michael Butterworth. He's the, our current director of education at Quills. And, and he, he's, he told me and Peter that we, um, I can't tell if he said that we were lucky or that we were unfortunate, probably a little bit of both, that that was our first origin trip experience because <laughs> nothing else will compare because of how great it was.
1: That's cool. So, uh, so that's a lot of fun. Sure. Well, nice. Uh, Yeah. So we had mentioned on the last episode and I think the episode before that about uh, some interviews and things that we were going to post and things we were going to talk about uh, mostly centered around the expo. And I think what we're going to do on this episode is focus on some of the products that were announced or some of the people that we talked to uh, doing some interesting stuff uh, with various products out on the market or coming to the market here soon, um, so you do you want to talk about that? Is that cool?
0: Yeah, we've got a little bit of interview um, with Alex from Barazza where we talk about the new Sete Thirty. We are talking a little about third wave water. We're diving a little bit into Akaya, and last but certainly not least we talk with fellow about the upcoming stag Mm. electronic
1: kettle that they have did you did you back the stag
0: i i did and to be honest with you i think my fund my payment didn't go through and i don't know that i updated it in time so i
1: did and then i don't think i am oh no (laughs) yeah well apparently everyone and their mom backed the stag so that's cool i bet so there's a lot of really cool conversations that we had at the expo with some people, uh, and we're going to just let them roll back to back. Uh, but one of the things that uh, you definitely need to stay tuned for is uh, the conversation about brewing on the sette. Uh, I think of all the pieces that we're going to talk about here on this episode, uh, one of the things that I get asked probably the most is, how is the sete for filter brewing? And we'll have a link in the show notes to a uh, to an article that uh, Baratza came out with about maybe some tweaks or some changes to your pouring technique uh, in order to get the most out of brewing on the sette for filter. Uh, but we did actually get a chance to talk a lot with uh, with the folks at Baratza about that, and so definitely take a listen to that part of this episode. And uh, hopefully, you get something out of it if you have a settee and you've been thinking maybe it's not performing super well for filter. Uh, some little tweaks and changes to make that I've heard uh, a lot of folks who've taken the advice in the blog post that they put out uh, have had pretty good results. So, I don't know, do you, Brian, do you do you brew on filter often on the settee?
0: Uh, not currently. I have to send mine in. To ah. So hopefully, hopefully soon. I've been, I was really busy with a lot of competition stuff. And so I'm, yeah, no, yes,
1: not currently. Hopefully soon. Well, it was interesting because uh, while we were cruising the floor, Seth Mills was there with us and he and I had been talking quite a bit. Uh, shout out to Seth Mills again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he and I had been talking quite a bit about the Sete for Filter with the new BG Burr that they came out with. And uh, he had started to have some really crazy good results with changing up his pouring technique, as that article suggested. So it was kind of cool to get a chance to talk with them and him kind of all in the same place, uh, sharing some stories. And, and that, was, that was a good time. But uh, yeah, without further ado, uh, let's, let's roll through some of these products that we talked about and saw at uh, the SCA Expo. All right. Hey, everybody. We are here in the Baratza booth, uh, standing right next to the brand new Sete 30 that has yet to be released. Uh, And I'm standing here with Alexander Chopin, who is the whiz kid at Baratza doing all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, He recently wrote an article about brewing uh, specifically for the Sete or with the Sete. But before we get into that, tell me a little bit about the 30 and what... uh, customer is really like the focus of this grinder.
2: Yeah.
3: So Sete30 uh, is the newest part of that sort of branch of the family, right? It's a nice sort of entry-level prosumer pour-over grinder. It's got everything you like about the Virtuoso, our sort of tried-and-true machine, but with a new design language and with uh, precise timer functionality, a nice shut-off hopper, and a big expanded bin for gathering up lots of coffee.
1: Yeah, so... Um, it looks exactly, if you haven't seen it in photos, it looks exactly like uh, the Sete 270. Uh, what are the differences between the 270 and the 30 that makes it uh, fit that sort of lower-end prosumer grinder family?
3: Yeah, the key differences would be the holders, the arm holders, are not adjustable like they are on the 270, so you can't grind direct into a portafilter. Uh, but you can still hook on you know, a V60, Hario, or uh, a a wave or the grounds bin uh, it 's still pretty functional in that regard. it does not have micro adjustability like 270 does, um, and it doesn 't have a metal build on that part which keeps cost down for consumers, which is nice. but the biggest difference is going to be that you 've got the BG burr by default installed in this machine
1: and so the BG burr was something you guys just came out with um, directed more toward filter grinding what What do you notice as the biggest difference between the standard 270 burr? And the BG burr in in the cup.
3: Uh, the biggest thing we notice in the cup is just generally better clarity of flavors when you are brewing off of that burr, um, and faster throughput when you're brewing for larger coarse grinding specific brews like a big Chemex or a French press. Uh, is that's going to work a lot better on this burr set compared to the
1: default set. Okay, so. Back to the article that you wrote, which was super helpful. And we've linked it a lot on our Slack. But if you haven't had a chance to read it yet, um, we'll drop a link in the show notes for for that article. But uh, give me kind of like a summary of what changes some folks probably want to make in their brewing to work more compatibly with the BG bird.
3: Yeah, so it's definitely... On either of the birds, from Satay, and the BG included, it's easy to see fines in your grind sample and think the whole grind is too fine. You coarsen it up, and then you end up kind of making that problem worse. And I could go into detail for a while, but um, basically you're going to see fines at a higher proportion in the course of your grind. So you just have to remember, don't fall into that trap. And don't sort of succumb to the urge to keep on coarsening as much as possible. Stick to something more comfortable, some of the recommended settings, and then if it's really not performing the way you want it to, you can consider some changes to your brew. I like to agitate a little bit less. I'm a big fan of the CLETA wave, so I'm really used to like light turbulence, slow brews. But if you're using a V60, maybe pour towards the center, um, kind of leave that cone in the brew bed when you're done. It improves throughput. It's a little bit gentler, and you'll have less over-extraction trouble.
1: Okay, so slow it down. Basically, is the is the big takeaway from uh, brewing on the sette. And yeah, what what would your settings usually be like for a moderate moderate size Kalita uh, or V60 maybe?
3: Uh, I have a 30 at home, and I am using um, setting nine ten for v V60, depending on the coffee and recipe. And then on my Kalita Wave, I'll do. As low as 12 and as high as 16
1: depending on like size of batch and, again, on the coffee. And so uh, something like a Chemex is going to fit nicely into what the, what the 30 is capable of doing? Absolutely, yeah. Right there in the 20s should be great for a Chemex. Sweet. Well, this thing is awesome and uh, definitely get a chance to check it out. What's the price point going to be? When is it uh, dropping? Maybe not a date specific, but time, time frame. Yeah, uh, middle of July it'll be available. And we're looking at 249 retail. Awesome. Very cool. Thanks a lot, Alexander, for being with us. Thanks.
3: <laughs>
1: hey, everybody. What's going on? Uh, we are here on the showroom floor with Taylor Miner from Third Way Water. Uh, we are standing right next to a an intense-looking device. What is this thing that you've got going on here? This is a vintage
2: cigarette dispenser that we bought on eBay, refurbed, and now is a uh, third wave water vending machine. It's ridiculously cool. You basically just come up and pull the
1: pull the knob It dispenses uh, the brand new packaging by the way uh, for third wave water Tell us how the Kickstarter went and how the packaging came about with everything going. Okay?
2: Yeah, so we raised about thirty thousand on Kickstarter, and we just shipped those orders two weeks ago just started wholesale a week ago and We, uh, our new packs are in the design lab here in the show, and it's up for our best new product uh, in the open class. So really excited about it. So um, the espresso formulation, uh, the filter
1: formulation, any other other fancy formulations you guys have going on besides
2: just your wholesale options as well? Yeah, so I'm working on uh, a couple other profiles. Um, One, uh, as a little hint, is a uh, low acid profile for uh, people with stomach acid issues. But, uh, yeah, I worked with uh, uh, La Marzocco on our Espresso profile and uh, our classic profile. A lot of people are using here in their open portion. So we're super excited when people come up and say, hey, we're using third wave water. It's uh, it's, it's an
1: awesome sound. Well, it was it was great because on our last episode, uh, Brian was talking about not being sure what he was going to do with his water situation, having to cart water up here to Seattle or not. Um, and so he stopped in and you guys got him hooked up uh, with, a, with a special formulation of water of uh, third wave water just for him and his competition. Have you guys had to do that a lot with competitors, or have people been using the standard
2: filter formulation mostly? Yeah, just the really, really difficult competitors have been. <laughs> so no, I, I was listening to that podcast and I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, I got, I want to, I want to talk to you guys. And so I, I messaged Brian, and he came down, uh, drove up uh, a couple of days later, and it was super fun. Brought water from the shop, we analyzed that, tried to basically deconstruct it, and then. We ended up coming up with, I think, a better from that starting point, a better water than than even uh, even uh, started with. So it was uh, super fun and a lot easier carrying it here than uh, lugging like like Juan Valdez carrying bottled water from Louisville. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so
1: a lot of competitors using third wave water. Um, how's business been? Stuff going okay? You guys catching back up or getting swamped?
2: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's going great. Like I said, our wholesale just started. We just uh, moved over to a new website. So shipping out wholesale packs to cafes, super excited to see you know, how many cafes around the U.S. start basically reselling third wave water and helping us basically being ambassadors to, to their customers. Well, thanks a lot for being on the show. This is uh, absolutely cool. And
1: I know a lot of folks are talking about third wave water right now. It's definitely uh, a buzz on the show. So thanks for being with us. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Have a great weekend. All right, hey everybody. We are standing here at the Akaya booth uh, with our good buddy uh tony lessssereur he is he's chilling here, looking at a brand new product that Akaya has uh bumped out with or is about to bump out with here called the
4: Orion. Uh, tell me a little bit about it what is it and uh what does it do it's a bean doser, so uh you could Dose out for your batch brew, dose out for your pour over, dose out for your single dose espresso. Um, It's accurate to uh, plus or minus 0.5 grams, which equals roughly about one to two beans. It's pretty crazy. Um, It'll start slow if you're doing a smaller dose. Uh, That way, whatever you're dosing into, the beans don't just automatically pop out. And then it'll speed up. And then as it gets closer to its target weight, it will slow back down so it hits that plus or minus 0.5. I
1: mean, it's obviously a, uh, a really beautiful device, clearly, um, but it's, it's fun because it, it almost looks like a grinder, yeah. but it's not. So what, I mean, obviously that was, that was pretty uh, intentional, right? To uh,
4: we, w- we want it to look uh, beautiful on bar right next to your grinder. Uh, we'll actually have an adapter that you can put an EK hopper right on top. Uh, so you can just have your EK right next to your Orion bean doser and it just looks beautiful for the aesthetic and also functionality.
1: Okay. So, uh, something that a lot of people might ask is like, is this going to be a home brewers kind of
4: target device or is this yeah. mostly geared toward cafes? This is mostly geared toward, uh, higher volume cafes, uh, for cafes that are wanting to like, save a little time, save a little labor. Um, you could essentially have three of these right next to your grinder out front, um, and dosing as you go along throughout the day, or you could have it at the end of the night uh, in the back of the house, dosing for you know the next day. I think it's it's interesting because uh, some of our listeners to the show also
1: have like single dose grinders uh, for espresso. I mean, obviously, very high high end or higher end grinders. Like this might be yeah, yeah. this might be a way to to help those folks not have to to weigh those beans out too right yeah no doubt for sure um okay so aside from the orion which is amazing uh it looks very cool what what else is going on in terms of stuff that people could actually use right now
4: so right now uh we're going to be rolling out our firmware for the pearl it's the 2.0 we're adding in uh, a beverage weight and then also an auto tear uh the beverage weight will take uh it will calculate the weight of your brewing vessel, the cup, the filter, the coffee, and it will tell you the uh, the weight of the actual brewed coffee in comparison to your total uh, your total water ratio. Is that uh, is that something that's going to
1: require uh, Bluetooth connectivity to the app, or is it is it going to do that
4: uh, from the screen itself? Straight from the screen itself. Yeah, it'll flash. Uh, your total weight of water and then your beverage weight. I'm excited about that because I
1: I literally, uh, you know, whenever I'm measuring extraction, it's helpful to obviously know your final beverage weight and that'll help out with that a lot. Uh, And then the auto,
4: auto auto-tear. Auto-tear, so auto-tear function. um, So you set your cup down, uh, it'll auto-tear it out. And I think you can program it to uh, up to two auto-tears. So when you throw your coffee on top, uh, Auto tear and we also have a functionality of when you start pouring your water, that's when the timer starts. So yeah, we're pretty excited about it. All right, well, uh, this is some really cool stuff coming from
1: Akaya. Uh, outside of just maybe the scale department here with the Orion, doing a little bit, a little bit more functionality with the uh, the bean doser. Uh, definitely cool. Thank you so much, Tony, for being with us. Appreciate it a lot.
4: My pleasure. Thank you. Cool.
1: All right, hey everybody, we are here at the Fellow booth. Uh, It is a hopping booth. There's tons of people looking at the brand new prototype version of the Stag electric kettle from Fellow, it's lovely. We're here with Jake, uh, the owner, and uh, so how's the Kickstarter been? How's the the production going?
5: Man, we are just, we are just, ecstatic. Uh, Kickstarter closed in January. You know, Thanks to the coffee community, we were able to pre-sell $450,000 in units. Uh, that's helping us pay for certification, tooling, we're on schedule, we'll deliver in September, and couldn't be happier with where we're at.
1: Uh, it, it really is like in person, from photos that I've seen, this is the first time I've seen it in person, from photos, it looks sleek, it looks sexy, and in practice, like when you're actually standing there with it, I mean, it's it's like the minimalist. It's the minimalist approach to like a an electric kettle. Um, how how different is this prototype gonna look from what's gonna wind up in the, the final product?
5: Yeah, this is about it. Uh, we're gonna fine tune the color, uh, but what you see is is what you'll get. Uh, so we're, we're, we're basically right there. It'll only get better than what than what we're showing at the show right now. And the, and the big improvement is is actually the screen. So we're going to launch with an L, custom LCD screen uh, with a cost, custom font and UI.
1: Okay, so it's got basically, uh, for those who are just listening and not looking at anything right now, uh, it's got an, a screen that has the current temperature of the kettle, and... Um, and it could also display the temperature that you set it to when you turn the knob, right? So when you when you spin the knob, then it'll display what temperature it's going to be set at, and then it flips back and then tells you where it's at and slowly makes its way up there. One of the cool features, uh, just in playing with it, was uh, the ability to set it back down on the scale or on the on the base and have it automatically start bringing you back up to that temperature. You guys think that's going to be in the final product maybe hopefully
5: we, we do we hope uh, yeah we, you know with with a variable temp kettle like temperature matters and uh, we want to get you to your goal temperature as easy as as easy as possible without having you to mess around with a whole bunch of different dials or a, a wonky uh, user interface
1: so there were two obviously two models of of the uh, EK one of them a Bluetooth model one of them a non Bluetooth model Aside from like the actual Bluetooth part of it, what is the biggest difference between those two models are they are they similar are they uh, you know what's the what are the differences I guess yeah.
5: the two kettles are identical the, the difference is the the Bluetooth, the EKG plus has a Bluetooth link that talks to the Akaya Brubar app which talks to the Akaya scales and the brazza 270w um, so what you're getting there is just the Bluetooth connectivity and
1: app control so there's one more switch on the back that you can't really see. Uh, It's kind of hidden back there. What's that little switch do?
5: That's our hold toggle. So when the hold mode is on, it'll, it'll maintain your desired temperature for 60 minutes. If you don't want to hold, just have the hold mode, hold toggle off, uh, and then it'll just heat to your temperature um, and then shut off after you use it.
1: So everything's looking great. Uh, If this is any indication, I'm very excited about uh, my Kickstarter. Shipping whenever it uh, whenever it actually does. You said mid September. September, September. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fellow, obviously doing a ton of crazy stuff. Uh, we even heard from a competitor who competed. What do they compete with at the at the Brewers Cup? So this year we launched the Stag
5: dripper. It's the the only vacuum insulated dripper on the market. Uh, and we did have a competitor from West Oak in Texas use the dripper to compete, which was which was an honor.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it's a sleek little device, and I th- you guys sell filters for it, obviously. Um, they're also, uh, they look about the size of like a Kalita 155 filter, right? The smaller, 180, 180 the 180 185 filter. Yep. Interesting. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's actually a lot smaller in person than I thought it was going to be. I, I thought it was going to be quite a bit bigger. So that's yeah, that's we, very cool.
5: So we launched we launched two sizes, the X and the XF, the short short and the tall, depending on how much coffee you want to want to actually brew. Um, and the whole the whole thing with these drippers is temperature control. Um, so we, in our testing, we found that you, there's about four degrees less heat loss with the double wall vacuum insulated dripper compared to just a single wall stainless steel dripper.
1: Yeah, and so that kind of means, for those of us who are super used to setting our kettle temps very high, expecting that the, the brew bed temp is going to drop, then we can actually not have to set it as high if we don't get that big of a drop, is that kind of the idea behind it?
5: Exactly. And Connor, the, the West Oak uh, brewer who was competed in the Brewers' Cup, actually brewed at only 185 degrees. In regionals, um, and what he he believes is that that lower temperature reduces the bitterness and acidity in the coffee.
1: Well, I I, uh, I hope that next year at Brewers Cup regionals <laughs> and uh, and nationals that we'll be seeing quite a quite a bit more of uh, fellow products popping up. So very cool, I'm excited for you guys. Thanks so much, Brian.
0: It's nice to do some follow up because uh, all of these brands, to to some extent, have. Have been on the show, yeah. Now I don't. Uh, Jen, we had talking about all sorts of things, sure. So not specifically, Kaya. We didn't.
1: We didn't have Rex or anyone on. If you look back or in an the akaya specific episode, too. if you look back in the in the archives of the I Brew My Own Coffee podcast, way back when Alex had it, uh, yes, we did actually talk to Rex, uh, but it was that's it right. was Alex's interview with him. It was episode three, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll drop a link to that one in the show notes too. But yeah, all these uh, all these veterans of the show it was kind of nice to get a chance to roll around and talk to some of them, meet them face to face. So I was I was kind of surprised too. Now I know
0: we didn't necessarily get an ETA on the Sete Thirty, but it was shown on the floor, and I think shortly after I caught wind, I think Barraza made an announcement that they're going to be doing a little bit more work on it before pushing it out. So, um again, you had pointed out to me that I don't think there was an official release date for it, but I assuming that there's still is not an official release date yeah. for it. Yeah, it's but we did hear that that stag is going to be out, you know, September is going to start sending out,
1: woo-hoo! so I'm excited. Definitely. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Uh we are the Ibrimian Coffee Podcast. You can check us out on Instagram at Ibrimian Coffee. You can check us out at, on Twitter at Brew My Own Coffee. You can head on over to our website, iBrewMyOwnCoffee.com/slash 56 will be the episode notes for this episode. And uh, until next episode, happy brewing, everybody. See you, everyone.